Hey, 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 welcome back to WHLC. Also known as the Women's Healthy Living Club podcast. I'm your host, Darian, and welcome back to this podcast. I'm glad you're here today listening again. I really appreciate all my listeners. You know that if you've been through the last 20 podcasts or 15 or however many there are. I'm in one of those places right now where I don't, I could talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. (laughs) I just don't know what to, I don't know where to go with it. But I think I'm going to talk about self-care because it's a hot topic right now. (laughs) And you know what? I say right now, but I'm sure it's been hot. It's been a hot topic before I even knew it was a hot topic. And I always like to make sure I make that clear because I don't know, it, it, for whatever reason, it drives me nuts when people are like, you know, coming from a place of authority on this thing they just discovered, like, uh, let me let me think of an example, I don't know, something like dry needling or I don't, acupuncture, that's a good one, and they're like, acupuncture will solve all your problems, and it's wonderful, and it's changing my life, and it's the best form of self-care, and I'm doing it, and you should do it, and because this is all this science about it and it's changing the world. And if you want to change your world, do acupuncture. And like, they've been doing it for a week. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just get a little bothered by that when people discover something and they start, they start, they've just started it for themselves and they've just started to open that box and understand how it's influencing their personal lives. And then right away they're on the soapbox with a microphone talking about how it changed their lives but they've only been in it for like a week or so. And I don't know, I just feel a lack of authenticity in that and it bo- it bothers me. <laughs> and it shouldn't bother me, but it totally does. Um, so self-care. <laughs> I can honestly say I've been exploring what self-care means for me for, when did I start looking into self-care? Because Here's the thing. Self-care is like innate. Like we're, we're taught how to do it when we're kids. Take a fucking shower, you know, like brush your teeth, (laughs) just like the basic stuff. Right. And ironically, I decided to take a career that is like heavily based in self-care. And when I say that, I mean, like I'm doing, you know, therapy with people, but when I go to bill, there when I go to you know charge their insurance for whatever we've done there's literally a box that says self-care yeah like I'm billing for self-care and that's because I take people to the bathroom I help them get in the shower I make sure they can do their hygiene and grooming in the mornings like brushing their teeth and their hair and when you've had an impairment that stuff sounds simple and easy but when you've broken a hip or you have fractured a shoulder or whatever not as easy and it becomes like an exercise like a workout because of how challenging it is especially when you're old so I didn't realize how I just kind of signed myself up to be a self-care specialist (laughs) because that's what I do all day long it's like how can we care how can we make you feel better with something that also cares for your body and your and your mind so it's kind of cool but when I so I guess I got I first got into self-care in 2013 that's when I started my program for occupational therapy so about five years of self-care exploration over here Um, not just two weeks (laughs) but self-care I'm learning is super subjective like there's no there's no rule book of self-care like if you're you know 
going, there's nobody, there's no self-care police either. There's nobody to say like, oh, you think going for a walk is self-care? Well, actually self-care is body brushing. And if you don't body brush, you don't actually practice self-care. Not true. It's totally subjective. And it's actually, in my opinion, a state of mind. Yeah, I went there. It's a state of mind because self-care is when you're, when you're slowing yourself down intentionally to benefit your well-being. And that can be within any activity your little heart desires. Really, it can be anything. It can be reading a book. It can be lighting a candle. It can be putting flowers in a vase. It can be really short activity. It can be really long and extensive. It doesn't matter. But what matters is your mental intention and state behind the task. And that's what, that's what determines whether it's self-care or not. Um, because you can go for a walk and be totally wrapped up in some situation in your brain that happened at work and therefore it's not self-care anymore because you're not even there. You're in another, you're in another place in your head. So self-care is, is a, is an attitude of presence with yourself through whatever activity suits your, suits your fancy, melts your butter, floats your boat, all those things. So the reason I started looking into self-care more I don't want to say traditionally, but outside of occupational therapy is because I was at a time in my life. I had just, how old was I in 2013? I don't even know what, whoa, what year is it? It's 2019. I know it's 2018 still. We're still in 2018. Um, so let's see. Math is hard. That would be five years ago. So minus five. So I was 21. Whoa, little baby, 21. And I just started to realize my phases. And I was like, this is nuts. Like nobody told me that we had phases. Nobody told me that you're going to feel like four different people throughout the month. Sometimes nobody told me any of that stuff. And I was just like, totally like, I don't know, just confused because I mean, (laughs) before I learned about the phases, I thought, I was crazy for real. I thought I was crazy. I was like, I must have schizophrenia or something because this is berserker. One week ago, I felt like I was on top of the world and now I feel like I'm dying inside and I'm so confused. And so I started, you know, to look out to make some outreach into the internets and the interwebs and see what was going on. And I came across this woman, her name is Allie Schuler, and I think she has a podcast. It's called Raw um, real ass women podcast. I don't know if she's still doing it, but she still has her work out there on the interweb somewhere. And she was the first woman I met that was like on this feminist train. She was talking about, uh, menstrual products and how they're not very healthy for women. Most women, um, like conventional menstrual products. She was talking about yogic breathing for helping you, you like get through stuff. She's talking about different emotional, um, uh, like, happenings and how she dealt with them. And she's just like the first person I met that was just speaking her mind fearlessly as a, as a woman. And I was really inspired by her. And she had a group that she hosted on Facebook, a paid Facebook group, um, called wild feminine unleashed. And in that group, I learned so much about the phases, about self care, about all this basic knowledge on how to deal with having a menstrual cycle. Basically, this this women's knowledge that has kind of gotten tossed to the wayside by accident, perhaps, um, because we're too fucking busy to meet up with each other and talk about it. So that was my first introduction to all of this stuff, and I was, like, seriously just mind-blown. Like, wow, I had no idea that 
this is normal, <laughs> that I'm not schizophrenic and that I can get through this, um, which was great. And I learned a lot more too about, I didn't learn so much about, um, like dietary practices and stuff to benefit the menstrual cycle from them. But I learned more about like ritual and I learned about the moon phases and how we're like in sync with the moon. And that was my first opening to cyclic knowledge and menstrual cycle knowledge and wisdom and super grateful for that group. I also learned a lot about creating sisterhood and, um, creating warmth and space and spaciousness and comfort in a group setting. Um, from them, from just being in that group. It was really wonderful. And I had a good time and felt super loved and supported while I was in that little thing. Um, So that was my first introduction to that. And then from there, I kind of just went, I kind of just explored around. Another person I looked into um, about self-care and just healthy lifestyle in general is Steve Maxwell. His website is uh, maxwellsc.com maxwellstrengthandconditioning.com um, that's what the SC stands for and I actually was fortunate enough to meet him on a multitude of multitude on a handful of occasions it's not that many times that I met him I don't know why I said multitude but I met him on a couple occasions and he's got a great blog on his self-care routine and he's just man that dude is life goals for real for me because he is just like a little nomad that travels around the world lives his life out of a book bag and it's not like he looks like he lives out of a book bag you know what I mean like homeboy looks good he keeps it clean he looks nice he does not look like a bum but he's kind of living that bum lifestyle but also making bank and teaching seminars and just going around and learning from people and teaching people and I just I appreciate lifestyles like that and I hope to create one for myself eventually and I have in a lot of ways already but um So he's got a great blog about his self-care routine, and it's pretty extensive, but it's a huge um, fulcrum of how he's stayed so healthy throughout aging. He's like in his 60s, I think, maybe mid to early 60s. I could be dating dating him a little bit too too late, but I know he's older, and his whole um, his whole like premise right now is longevity. Like he his he teaches people how to live life and how to adopt a lifestyle that promotes longevity. And longevity is a term that's like, basically, what there's this phrase, I, Tom always says, I forgot what it is. Oh, it's not the, it's not the years lived, but the quality of the years lived or something like that. Basically, you can live a long time and suffer a lot because you're in a lot of pain and you didn't take care of yourself and you have all these impairments to multiple systems in your body and it just causes you to literally be in hell for a little bit. Um, You can do that as you get old, older as you age, or you can age a little more gracefully and have a little bit more fun and not feel so bogged down by the fact that you're dying. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of his approach. He, He wants you to have a good time for a longer time, basically. And I really appreciated that. He's the first person I learned about dry brushing from, which I've made a regular practice for the last five years. And I probably can attribute my skin complexion and, and tone and all that stuff. Not tone, because that doesn't affect what color I am. But um, I definitely think dry brushing has helped my complexion. And my more importantly, it's helped my mental health um, along the way. I've also learned from him about this uh, tongue scraper, learned about that from him, 
tongue scrapers are supposed to help you clear the bacteria off your tongue um, between sleeping when you go to, before you go to sleep and then when you wake up um, you develop a lot of bacteria just from sleeping and laying in bed and not doing anything and just throughout the day because we're covered in microbiome stuff so um, tongue scrapers are, are dope and I also learned I learned some breathing techniques from him as well but I, some of them I had already been introduced to from studying yoga, so that was kind of cool to have a cross-reference of validity when it comes to yoga breathing or pranayama, so that was cool. But um, like I said, self-care is very subjective, and it, it, I think it comes down to, like, because I, I was determined to find this routine that I would never break, and it would keep me young and healthy forever. And that's what I thought about self-care when I first started, but it doesn't work that way. And there's always a different tool for a different job um, and a different, cause you know, like not everybody has two hours of their day to do an entire long step-by-step yoga sequence, right? But you can do a little bit of yoga throughout the day. So you can change and alter how you use the tool as well to help fit your needs and your lifestyle, whatever your circumstances may be. So try not to have such a rigid um, idea and concept of what self-care has to look like. It doesn't have to look like that. You don't have to go to an acupuncturist. You don't have to see a holistic lifestyle doctor or naturopath. It's great if you do. That's cool. That's wonderful. Good stuff. But um, you can create self-care in a very simple, cost-effective way just by, you know, sitting quietly for five minutes. Like, that can be your self-care, and that can be as much as you do to start. So self-care it's a big deal and I find that when I stop doing it and I fall off of my own routine I start to get sad like I get sad a little bit and then I also am like wondering why am I sad or why do I feel like empty I feel like I'm giving from an empty cup when I when I forget my self-care but when I make time for it it makes it's a reminder and it tells me through action like I'm talking to myself through my own actions like, look, Darian, I care about you. I care that you can get through the day. I care that you have a breakfast and that your tummy is full. I care that you have even keeled energy throughout the day. I care that you connect to your patients and that you engage with your life and that you love it. I care about all that stuff. And because I care about all that stuff, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing the body brushing for you. I'm taking a hot, long shower and rubbing salt all over my body for you. So self-care is 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 a statement it's a statement to yourself and it's one of the most important statements you can start making if you want to start developing a healthier happier lifestyle for reals for realsies I mean this and I I have to tell you guys I I haven't thought this out until now like I'm just live thinking with you guys (laughs) thank you so much for listening really I I listen to other podcasts and I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts lately um, instead of recording them <laughs> and I keep, can't help but think to myself and I, I know I should go back and listen to my own fucking podcast about labels and identity and the use of language to tear ourselves down or build ourselves up because I listen to other podcasts and I'm like dang they got a cool intro and they've got all these sponsors to list and like they have a, an intro that tells people what their podcast is about that helps <laughs> like they have really good guests and their sound sounds amazing and They've got little music jiddles and jingles in there. And I'm like, man, my podcast is shit because <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff. But 
it's okay. And I've actually gotten some feedback that people like that it doesn't have that stuff in it. So I'm just going to keep doing it the way I, I can right now until I have the means to upgrade it, I guess you could say. So my original listeners, y'all are some ride or die bitches. And I am super glad to have you around because some people would turn this on and be like, wow, this is super unprofessional. Goodbye. I'm not listening to this anymore. Um, so yeah, today's podcast is just about self-care. It's just a little blurb to get you thinking about how you can care for yourself today. Whether it's a small task or a big task, get it done for yourself. Show yourself that you're worth it, that you're worth the time, that you're worth the effort it takes to do that self-care practice. And then when you know that you have that worth, it makes it so much easier to get through your day, to continue to have positive self-esteem, um, to deal with conflicts better. It does a lot for you, for your mental health and physical health. So get to Karen for yourself for reals I've got to go to work now I'm going to be super honest with you guys work's been getting me down (laughs) I wake up in the morning and I'm like I'm awake I'm awake I'm so excited to be awake oh wait I've got to go to work (laughs) which is super bad and kind of sad but I'm sure everybody feels that way at some point in their work life situation and it's you know I I tend to perseverate and focus and like imagine you know having the work blues being like a big scab on your body and I'm someone that's like just picking at it like what's underneath there why is there a scab I need to know I need to know and really it's it's normal like I can't have a a wonderful experience every time I go to work like that's just unrealistic but it's just I don't know I have some tough patients right now and like some heavy lifts and kind of complicated cases and sometimes it just really wears on you and you wish that you could just think about only your life, which is, it sounds really selfish. I'm going to be super honest and I don't care if it sounds selfish. I'm being authentic about how I feel about it. But then, you know, I have these low days and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'd much rather be doing X, Y, Z. And then I realize I'm creating my own suffering by thinking that way. Hold on. It's Hannah, my car. I create my own suffering by thinking I could be doing X, Y, Z. The moment I think that I've created the bad day, I've created the suffering right there. If I could just remember like you're here and be here and do it well and, and be well, that's it. You're here, be here, do well, be well. If you need a mantra, there's a good mantra for you. You are here, be here, do well, be well. Yeah. Super, super cool Guruji statement, but if I could remember that, I would probably not feel so down about work. But then, you know, I have these moments where like, for example, I'm working with this person who is about 325 pounds and he's super tall. And like, when I say super tall, I'm behind him while he's walking and his hip line is at my chest. Like he's tall. He's a really tall guy. And he's been a real heavy lift. We had to use a mechanical lift to get him out of bed. And every t- like just thinking about, oh no, I've got to go work with this really heavy patient and I don't know what to do and how we're going to problem solve and get him out of bed without hurting him or ourselves. Like, ah, just like the stress of thinking that was really, really weighing on me. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) But then, you know, if I wait it out and I persevere and I give, give my honest efforts to helping this person get through therapy and do the things he needs to do, then yesterday... So a couple weeks later, um, we were able to get him out of the wheelchair with just two people, no mechanical lift. He walked, walked, which he couldn't walk before, walked to the bathroom, sat on the toilet and was able to get off. Nobody got hurt. It was like, 
I was sounding trumpets because I had so much fear about helping this man. And it ended up turning out he's, he's progressing quite well. And it ended up being wonderful. So I was just like, you know, it may be really, really hard some days and some weeks, and it may take a lot of personal perseverance and character to get through these days. But then I get the, the pleasure and reward of knowing that because of my literal physical hard work, like not just, you know, I really thought hard about writing this article. No, it was like heavy lifting for this guy to get him out of the chair. And because of my efforts in helping him, he's able to progress and, and do more for himself. So it's tough. It's a tough, tough job, man. And sometimes it makes me feel like I'm on the ground and I'm just a puddle of dirt. But other times it, it's like really rewarding. And I think, wow, I really am making a difference in people's lives. Like it doesn't always feel that way, but I am. And I always think, well, I could be making a difference in people's lives in a more glamorous way, in a more, in a more clean way, I guess you could say, because sometimes this job gets dirty too. Like I have to wipe some butt sometimes, but like, so what I'm, so what I'm saying is my mind creates this ideal other scenario. Like you could be teaching 50 yogis in a yoga studio every day instead of, instead of, you know, wiping Benny Joe's bottom every morning because she can't get out of bed. You could be doing this and this and that with your holistic lifestyle degree. But instead, you know, I have all these little thoughts that try to trip me and trap me and make me feel like I'm trapped, but I'm not. I chose to work this job. I'm choosing to work this job. And I choose to do it because I know it is super beneficial to the people I serve. And it's super beneficial to me because helping other people is one of the best ways you can help yourself. But be careful with that because you can overdo it and then super duper harm yourself because you don't give yourself any time. Anyway, thanks for listening to my little work rant. I feel better now that I'm talking about it and I'm ready to go to work. (laughs) So thank you for being my counselor for like two seconds. I hope that I've returned the favor throughout this podcast. Anywho, I'm going to get going. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this quirky little ditty that I've been putting out. I hope I can continue it um, and that it helps you in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just giving you a laugh because of the way I think of things or whatever. Until the next time, I say good day.